Hi everyone and welcome to uh, Coffee Pods. My name's Lisa and I'm joined here by Wes. Hiya Wes. Hiya, morning. Right, so we're continuing with our series uh, where we're looking today at prayer. Um, so we're going to take some time kind of looking at what is prayer, how do we pray, um, but Wes, why don't you just start us off with some of your thoughts? Okay, well Lisa, this started because I heard uh, an interview on LBC Radio um, with James O'Brien, who I like because he is a very um, piercing and, uh, you know, uh, very clear uh, interviewer and journalist. But he was interviewing um, a a gentleman who was very clearly an evangelical pastor. um, And they were talking about the issue of gay conversion therapy. And that's an issue maybe for another podcast. It's not that that I want to talk about. Um, and and there were other people on the uh, interview from you know differing uh, perceptions of the issue, and James O'Brien, again, who I really like because of the way that he interviews people, um, he was asked he asked this pastor what would he do if somebody came to that to him uh, and said that they were gay but they were unhappy about it would he pray for them? And of course, it's partly behind the issue of in relation to the this this issue of uh, gay conversion therapy. And, you know, there some people think that churches should not be allowed to pray for people in that uh, in that situation, uh, because that's part of of an abuse structure. That's the way the thinking goes. But nevertheless, come back to the prayer issue. So he asked, would he pray for him? And and to be honest, um, The interview did become a little bit difficult because of the relentless nature of of the question. Um, And so when the pastor was challenged about this, would he pray? And you could almost feel this question is never going to get an answer. It can't, you know, but then uh, James O'Brien came in with a killer question before the guy really had any chance to get anywhere with it. And he said this, can I, meaning James O'Brien, can I, pray you gay and and it, and and whatever the other issue is going about it really struck me lisa about an attitude to prayer and what it might or might not do and so that's how i sort of start to think a, 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 a little bit about what we do and you might want to probe that a little bit um hmm. you know you might become james o'brien by the time you finish <laughs> um but you know but also um james o'brien's perception of prayer and 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 whatever it was happening when you did that, and of course uh, one of the interesting things is um, both the BBC and and the Guardian and also Tear Fund have come out with surveys that have said that actually during the pandemic, lots of people, e- even those that they call non-believers, which is a quite interesting thing in itself, but they prayed, and, and the majority of people have prayed, particularly uh, a, a growth of prayer among the eighteen to thirty-four year olds. Would you believe? Um, so it was that that sparked this thought off about prayer. Yeah, thank you. Because I I took a listen to the interview after you mentioned it as well, and I think you're right. the 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 issue of homosexuality wasn't necessarily the in the forefront of the discussion. It was more about how we pray for things we may or may not want uh, in our lives, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so it really. I mean, the thing that also came out for me and and 
been reflecting on this is that although prayer might begin as a function, you know, I'm going to ask for something. Mm. Actually, the, the, the whole destination of prayer is a relationship with God. And actually, could James O'Brien pray this evangelical pastor gate? The answer is no, he couldn't, mm. because that's not how prayer works. Mm. And that's not what it is, because actually prayer is very much about a relationship that we may start from a distance. God's, um, if you like, agenda in prayer is to draw us near. And so I thought, really interesting to think that you could just like going to a sort of spiritual supermarket and just picking out the things that you want. Yeah, yeah. And and that's actually something James O'Brien kind of picked up on because he he referred to the pastor and probably not just this pastor, but uh, people in positions of, of, you know, pastoral care like me (laughs) like you (laughs) that when people come to us and ask for prayer uh for something in particular we're we're a bit of a a spiritual drugs dispenser really aren't we that's what he was implying and that that to me was like wow that's how you are understanding what prayer is it's you know coming and asking for all these things so that you feel fixed when what you're saying is, Wes, is it's about drawing close to God. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. And and isn't it isn't it fascinating? I mean, I wish it was as easy. <laughs> not, not that I've ever been a drug dealer or a drug <laughs> but I wish it was as easy as that. Mm. You know, because many of us who have been involved in genuine journeys of faith with people and ourselves know that it's not there isn't a pill that you can take, even a spiritual pill that you can take mm. that's going to fix stuff. And I think the thing that interested me was the fact that you could have um, answered prayer disconnected from the source that you were asking. Yeah. And so I think that was quite a, a thing. I like, I often say to church leaders, listen to your critics because they often see something you can't see because yeah. you're too close to it. And so I think the it was an interesting comment from James O'Brien about you know, we're like drug dispensers. What is it that's happening to people when we pray for them? And and if it is purely persuasion, me trying to get somebody to feel better about where they've got to, then yeah, I would agree with them. Yeah. But, but actually, for me, um, in fact, I, you know, the more I I go on as a as a disciple of Jesus, the less I realize it's about my agenda or anything to do with me it's about how i can simply accompany someone closer to god and and for that interaction to become the main one yeah thank you and i'm sort of stepping away from the interview but obviously it was Mm. it was touched on in the interview as well is that um some people could probably think of experiences where they have felt that whoever is praying for them might be trying to enforce maybe their own will over the person they're praying with or for, or even over God. Do you think that could be a case in in some situations? Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, uh, What I would say is that most people do it for the best motives, Yeah, but they might not have the best methodology. Yeah. And I think it's that difference, isn't it, between the exercise of faith and, and yes, Jesus does, for instance, command healing 
for people to speak out a new reality. But he's not, if you like, he's not, in a sense, working against the person, which was the sort of the hint of the, the interview. He's, he's working for them and at many times with them. So, you know, he'll say to a blind man, what did you see? He's not just saying, I'm going to do my thing and whatever. This is about the whole person, not simply about um, can I fix this and then move on to the next thing. And so I, I, do, I, I, I do agree. I think, I mean, certainly in ACON, we've come across people who have been scarred and damaged by previous experiences of inappropriate or unhelpful prayer that maybe the person praying didn't understand the situation. They didn't, didn't, they weren't sensitive to the needs of the person. And in ACORN, one of the things we would say, the most important thing is to make the person who you're praying for comfortable, not yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that we're wanting to bring this person as close to Jesus as we can without putting any obstacles in the way, least of all getting in the way ourselves. Yeah. Definitely. And and something I, I found uh, really intriguing, actually, um, when James was asking questions of this pastor, is he, as you st- said, he'd mentioned the question of, um, can I pray you straight? And the pastor was saying, well, no. And so um, it was almost as though James was trying to think of different ways you could pray somebody straight, but asking it in different ways. So, so he was basically asking, so how can I pray for this person to be straight and that to me really highlighted the um you know that that the issue was still trying to be healed um the issue was that we're going to try and fix this person but how do we pray for that to happen so I suppose what I'm trying to highlight here is um if there if there is an issue particularly maybe with healing um how do we pray in those situations? What is the right thing to pray? Is there a right thing to pray? Well, I, I think one of the interesting things that Jesus uh, says to the disciples, now bear in mind they've been with him for a while, mm. and then there comes a day and they come to him and say, teach us to pray, like John taught his disciples to pray. Mm. And there's something very clearly that they feel they haven't got hold of that they know that they want to or need to get hold of about this thing about praying. And of course, you know, for many of us, um, the idea, and I, and I can understand how for people who come to faith first time around and say, so how do you pray? And we all go, well, you just talk to God. And I understand that, but actually none of us, when we were small, you know, two, three years old, got the whole of the Oxford English dictionary as our language in one go. We, we started with a few stumbling words that sounded like absolute gobbledygook and parents laughed and we thought, oh, they like that. We'll try that again. And then we got to mama and papa and, 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 and no and biscuit and whatever. <laughs> and actually, I think in prayer, it's the same sort of thing that it develops as we pray. We don't get it as a fully functioning facility, you know, day one. Actually, we learn and we grow and it's true for the disciples. But one of the things that Jesus then says to the disciples and, and the prayer that he teaches them is God's king, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So prayer is essentially not about us getting our will done. It's about getting uh, life to look as though heaven has come down on it yeah. and, and get God's will done. And I think perhaps 
part of that, how about this, Lisa? Perhaps part of a bigger part of prayer is listening, not so much asking. Yeah. Saying, yeah. God, what, what do you want here? And then maybe our prayer is just simply in agreement with that on earth to, to, to say, yeah, let it come. Lord, we'll have that. God, we agree with you entirely. And so I think that's where I, in a sense, I, I found it really interesting with James O'Brien because he was assuming that prayer was a vehicle that we could just get what we want done. You know, Lord, give me the six numbers for the lottery. Um, you know, make somebody fall in love with me who doesn't want to fall in love with me. You know, and actually in the end, you could say, well, no, no, that's not what prayer is. And actually, God won't do that anyhow for you like that, because that's not what it's about. Yeah, that's, that's such a big point, actually, and really makes what makes me personally think when I'm coming to pray for people, um, what's going on here and what does God want in that situation? I think also, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in our listening training that we do here at ACORN. Um, when we're listening to God and when we're listening to other people, we, we're going to have to become comfortable with those silences. And I, I would say from personal experience, when you initially start to pray with somebody, it does feel really awkward if it's quiet, because I think we're just so used to noise, aren't we? We're used to saying what we want, how we feel. But in order to best maybe minister and pray with this person, we need to become comfortable with those silences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's really interesting um, that the temptation is that we use too many words. You know, so so we'll often pray and explain things to God. Lord, you know, as I was thinking that this ought to. And actually, I know why we do it, because we pray out of emotion mm. as well as praying out of revelation. Yeah. So sometimes we pray because... We're just utterly desperate. And it just, you know, if you ever had somebody who's upset and everything just pours out on whatever. And, you know, I love the fact that God can just say to me, yeah, Wes, let it out. Yeah. Just let it pour out. And that's praying. But actually, when we also pray for others, there is that moment, if you like, praying for revelation, saying, God, what does heaven look like for this person? Mm. What's the good that is in God's heart look like? For this person, because that's what I want to ask for. Yeah, I like and that. Actually, I have prayed for people who uh, we had people in our church who were gay. I've prayed for people who have been happy about it. And I've prayed for people who haven't been happy about it. And and actually, you know, if if I'd been asked the question, would you pray for this person? I'd say, yeah, I would, because I pray for anybody. But actually, the thing that James didn't, James O'Brien didn't allow the guy to get to or maybe the guy didn't answer is what would you pray because that's that's the big thing and I, and bear in mind as we teach in, in in acorn you're praying for the whole person and you're praying for the whole of their life journey not just for a snapshot moment for this one particular thing there's maybe other stuff going on yeah absolutely and i think we spoke oh it must have been in a podcast ages ago um that for some reason reason sexuality is like the one thing that we for some reason as christians and as church we just seem to home in on and we focus on that as like this you know the really big sin when it's what you're saying is so true there's a whole person there there's more to them than just their sexuality and i find that's what i find so interesting i think 
so many people are hurt because we home in on something actually they already might be a little bit insecure about, whether it's their sexuality or another thing. Um, we home in on those and it's really important we we pray competently and we do pray compassionately with with these people as a whole being so sorry did you, if you want to say anything no, no, no i agree no, i was just going to say so as we think about how we can pray for healing not not homose- homosexuality but just healing for a whole person how what are we looking for what you know you've said listening is there anything else we can be mindful of as we come into these situations i think we need to give people dignity i think if you look at how jesus um, ministers to people he's always giving them respect and dignity yeah he's not taking a cheap shot he's not using them as an advert for his ministry and for look look how great i am mm. uh, in fact he often is taking people away from everybody else and saying let's not do this in public let's you know But I love the fact that also Jesus is dealing with people in the flow of their life as well, Mm. not just in your, your, you know, one lady said to us, I remember us praying um, in a church and and I said, hi, you know, uh, you know, what can I pray for? And she said, "Um, if you ask people in this church, I'm the lady with cancer. Mm. And actually it was really interesting because without meaning to do it, the church had sort of almost labeled her by her need and by the issue and the disease and I said to her well actually no you're not you you might be a person who's got that particular you know Mm. need but that's not who God sees you he doesn't think oh you're the person with and I remember it's just a moment of sort of illumination for her to say no no you're you're a child of God you're you're much more than this yeah this is a thing Mm. but actually God doesn't think that's the only thing about you and I think that's where I would say as we pray for people, yes, they might have come with a particular concern or a need for themselves or for others, but actually we're praying for them in the totality of, of their whole being and in the, the the trajectory of their life and relationship with God as well. So, do you know, I've said to people, you know, yeah, we'll pray about this. And, and in the flow of, of, of the conversation, whatever, it's come out that they're actually really concerned about something else. Yeah. And and so actually that's what they really wanted to, us to pray for. Um, and actually one of the beautiful things about ACORN is that we pray for people and we minister to people irrespective of their life choices, their life journey, or the state that they arrive before us in. God doesn't ask us to, you know, set, choose the people that we minister to. He just says, for every person I bring to you, I want you to treat them as Jesus would and 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 bless them and help them and and help them find god in whatever way that's necessary yeah definitely and sometimes i mean we can speak from experience we don't know what we're praying for in particular not everyone shares the need that they're coming to god with and actually i find sometimes that can be helpful because it does it puts me in a position of where i feel like i really do need to listen to god here um Mm. So I, I find that quite helpful. But um, I know that you've also mentioned before about um, when we pray for healing, that we're asking for God's love to be revealed and manifested, aren't we? For his mm. presence to be known in this person. And I think they're such lovely things to be asking of God for each individual because we all need those things. Yeah, it, they are. And, and isn't it funny that... Um... One of the things that we all we learned in the early days of being involved in in the sort of healing Christian healing ministry 
was that whatever else we've prayed, whatever else we prayed for, whatever has happened, we could always pray for every single person that they would know the tender love of God upon their life. And that they would know, if you like, a, a fresh sight of Jesus as, as the healer for them. And bear in mind, you know, I don't know about you, Lisa, but I, I didn't get my life sorted out. In fact, I still haven't got my life sorted out, but the bits <laughs> I have got sorted out, I didn't get sorted out in one go. No. It's taken time. And I think sometimes in the church we forget the amount of time it took us and the amount of prayer that we received or we invested in to get to where we are today. Mm. I, I remember, this is a, a slightly off tangent, but I remember being at a, at a, at a conference and um, uh, my, uh, no, I've been, my wife was at a conference uh, for ladies and um, they had a question time with some of the, the, the ladies who were leading the conference. And <clears throat> they um, had uh, the wives of two fairly senior leaders in, uh, in the UK church. And, and they were talking and one question came out and said, but the trouble is that there are no really decent eligible men in the church, you see. And so they said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, no, look at so-and-so, look at your husband. You know, he's this. And they said to the other one, look at your husband. He's now leading that. And one of them said this. Yeah, but you don't think that they were that good when we first found you. <laughs> and I just, I love that. <laughs> they said, we worked on them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and actually, I, I look at it and I think, you know, God just keeps working on us with his love. Yeah. to bring us through and therefore as, as as we pray for people as our teams pray for people we're aware yes of the need but we're also aware of the process and we're aware of the love of God that connects all that together yeah that's fantastic I think that's a nice way actually to end uh yeah. this chat but um such cool thing to, to talk about really helpful as we go into praying for other people um you can find the interview if you just google it if you're interested in what we're talking about yeah. um it's james o'brien and uh you could just type in uh, conversion therapy and i'm sure that it will come up with uh, his interview but thank you wes and thank you guys for listening and we look forward to catching you next time bye. absolutely bye